Hey, it's Pastor Ted Fabianic here from Faith Love Church in Melbourne, Australia. Welcome to our podcast. We pray that when you listen to this, you'll be inspired and blessed to reach the best things that God has for you. What we want to do today, we're going to fit, we've been talking about vision and it's, it's, uh, it's the vision that you have is whatever you can see will become your reality. And what we started off in our first one is this is our scripture for the year. A day, this is the first one was build and expand. A day for the building of your walls. In that day, the boundaries shall be far extended. I want you, the first thing we learned is when something is ruined, God doesn't build it to the specs before it was ruined. He always extends them. We have an extending God. So God will never bring you to the same place. He will extend the place. So if you want to look at it in normal time, you know what? You had a one-bedroom house and you lost it. And you go, oh, God, restore to me my one-bedroom house. Because I'm not going to give you a one-bedroom house. I'm going to give you five bedrooms and ten en-suites because you're going to have a lot of kids. You're quiet. If we approach God as one-to-one, we are limiting God. So God is saying to us, and any time that you are asking, God wants to extend it. So it's the extension. God wants to extend you. So this year, God's building, bringing back to what you've lost, but not in the same condition or in the same diameter and width. And then we, then we learn we're living in released favor. Write these things down. God has released God's favor is a sudden, widespread increase. What we learned last week is that the favor of God touches every area in your life. There is no exclusion zone for the blessing of God. And we also learned that though you, the things that you thought were permanent are about to change. So whatever has been permanent is about to change. You might have had a permanent habit. It's about to change. You might be living from paycheck to paycheck. It's about to change. You might not have any relationships. It's about to change. You might not have a future. It's about to change. Everything that has been permanent, whatever permanency were brought down from generation to generations are going to stop. And God's favor gives you everything that has your name on it. It's all coming it's all coming. It's all coming. It's all coming. Come on. See, if, you're not, if, if you can't say, it's not going to happen. The way God works is through speaking. The Word of God says you're speaking spirit. So every morning you should say, it's coming back. My money's coming back. My health is coming back. My wealth is coming back. My mind is coming back. My opportunities are coming back. My children are coming back. Whatever Adam gave away, Jesus paid for it and gave it back plus more. And today, this might seem strange, but Religion fights God's best. 
Today we're going to be talking about accepting God's best. It, it, it seems kind of, a, I, I don't know, almost like, isn't it to preach on that to accept God's best? To, to, see, what we've got to be in our thinking is that we've been taught the best in one level, outside of the kingdom of God. Now we're in the kingdom of God. Every word, every blessing has to be identified with Jesus. So outside of the kingdom, the world gives you a definition of what is best. But inside the kingdom, God gives you the definition. To give you an example of this, Dr. John Maxwell, he is uh, one of the, uh, probably the, the top leaders um, in America is business. Uh, the, the guy's brilliant. And, and he shares this story that there was a golf pro in the United States. He gets a phone call from part of the royal family in the Middle East. And the whole thing was, we want to fly you over to give us golfing lessons. So a private jet picks him up, takes him over there. He spends a couple of weeks giving them lessons. He's, he's paid handsomely. He's remunerated exceptionally well. And at the end, the sheik comes up to him and he says, uh, what can we give you? We want to bless you. And he says, no, no, you don't understand. Look, I've flown in a private jet. I've had the best food. I mean, you've paid me more than I expected. I'm, I'm happy because and the, and the persistency of the sheikh was, no, no, I want to give you something. What do you want? What, what's, what's on your heart? And he goes, you know what? I collect golf clubs. And he goes, really? Yeah, I, I collect them. I, I've got them, you know, from, from you know, uh, uh, antique ones all the way up. I, I, that, that's, my, that's my thing. And um, so he goes, fine. The sh you know, they, they shake hands and they're off. Well, well, back in America, he starts to dream, and he goes, I wonder what kind of a golf club I'll get. Maybe, probably gold and titanium with, with diamonds in it and rubies. So he's thinking like that. And then he gets, there was a private, what's that, a private messenger comes to him with an envelope, and he says, sir, this is for you. And he opens it up, and there's the title deed for a golf club. We're not talking, we are talking about acres of acres of land, pristine land, a clubhouse. He is now an owner of a golf club. Just think about this. In his world, what's a golf club? A golf club is something you hit a ball with, right? He steps into another kingdom, a golf club is maybe 50 to 60 acres, a beautiful house, You've got people, manicured gardens. You don't have to do a thing. You wake up every morning in the lawns mode. People are paying you to come to your house. See, what happens is this. His expectation was on his level, but he's talking to somebody that is not limited to him. See, you're talking to God, and he's all-powerful, all-knowing, and everywhere. What we struggle with is when we talk to God in prayer, we are using below, we're using power below the levels of identification on things. And then God says, come unto me. That is why, think about this, that is why 
it says in the book of Ephesians, above what you can think and dream. Because God says, give me your best and it's still too low. So when we come to this, see, God's got this issue. Now watch this. In, um, in Isaiah 1.9, it says this. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the, the least of the land. Uh, you're going to live. You know what he's saying? He's saying to you, aren't you sick of eating crumbs? No more crumbs. Aren't you sick of eating crumbs? What's a crumb? Crumb is a small portion of the whole. So to have a crumb means that it has to be a whole. And he's saying this. He goes, if you are willing and obedient. Are you willing to let God's best into your life? That's the question. 2022 is, are you willing to have God's best? In other words, your best is, I want a diamond-studded golf club when God wants to give you prime real estate. Just, just let pause that. Because see, we, religion, has, religion has played God down so much That what we think is best. You know, oh yeah, pastor, I'm happy. I've got a roof over my head. I've got three meals a day. Um, and um, hey, I, I, I think I can survive on the pension. I'm okay. You, you, are, you, are you happy this morning? See, I'll I'll share a little bit more. You'll be surprised in this, is that people fight God's best. God says this, right? If you are willing, hard. Another word is this. If you are willing to give up your thinking of what is the best and receive mine. See, most people want things but aren't willing to change. That is why the Bible says, by the renewing of the mind. It's not the renewing of your spirit. See, when God gave you his spirit, when you were born again, he gave you the extreme best, the ridiculous best. See, God never starts with a below and works his way up. God starts with the up and goes down. So if you are willing, what are you willing? God is saying to you, are you willing to let go of the way you think? Are you willing to let go of the way that you give? Are you willing to let go of the way you worship? Are Are you willing to let it go? Walk out of your crumb eating habits. To give you, it's, I have, I, it's not on the scripture, but I just really feel the Holy Spirit putting this to me. I want you to notice something. Read it on yourself. Luke 15, we talk about the prodigal son. And in the prodigal son, it says this, is that he was wealthy, lost everything. He was sitting there making a living eating pigs. And then the scripture says this, when he came to his right mind, he walked out of the pigsty, started to go to his wealthy father's house. 
He had to let go of the pigsty to move on. So God is saying to us as a church, are you willing to stop eating crumbs? Are you willing to let go of your low thinking? Are you willing to let go of your low behavior? Are you willing to let go of your definition of who God is? See, God is a self-revealing God. God. You don't find God by study. It is God's revealing himself, and then you study what's being revealed. So God says this, I'll reveal you my goodness, now study my goodness. I don't study God to find out he's good. I know that God is good. And then he starts, and I'm going, wow. Then I search the scripture. What are you searching the scripture? You're searching about the goodness of God. So are you willing to let God redefine your life? You know, we, we talked about that, and I talked about my own personal fear, never wanting to give my heart over to line with God because I didn't think that God was going to give me his best. I always thought if I give God my life, that he would make me do things that I don't want, have things that I will never, ever have. And God says, this: you, you, you're such a low thinking. Because low thinking is your limitation. Your low thinking hems you in. Your low thinking imprisons you. And God says, if you are willing, are you willing to let God bless you? It's a total reversal. How do I get God to bless me? See, that is a low kingdom thinking. How do I get God's favor? Oh, I don't know if I'm good enough. Oh, how do I get God to like me? How do I get God to heal me? Wrong answer. Sorry, wrong question. God is saying, are you willing to be healed? Isn't it amazing that Jesus comes to a man that has been sick for 38 years and he says to him, are you willing to be healed? Think about this. He's been sick for 38 years. And God says, are you willing to take what I've got in me so that you can have it? What's The limitation is never on God's side. It's always on our side. He goes, are you willing? Are you willing to let the Holy Spirit transform your thinking? Hey, are you willing to let go of your B-grade, C-grade life and take the A-grade life? Are Are you willing to stop eating crumbs and go to eat to a five star restaurant? Are you willing to let go of low worship? What's low worship? Low worship is going through the motions. Are you, are you willing to let go of the way you read the Bible? Are you willing to let go of your personal opinions about God and take the revelation on God on instead of personal opinions of yourself and others? This is good preaching. See, what's keeping you where you are, what's keeping me where I am, is my thinking. So the Bible says this, if you are willing, if you have a willing heart, listen to the, in, uh, the same scripture, but in the Passion Translation, it says this, if you have a willing heart, and let me help you, and if you will obey me, you will feast on the blessings of, of abundant harvest. If you have a willing heart, what is a willing heart? Number one, it's a heart that refuses to settle for the second best. 
A willing heart says this, I refuse to live on crumbs. I refuse this low level of thinking about God, this low level thinking about me, low level thinking about whatever. And, and God says this, listen to this, you will cease on the blessings of an abundant harvest. When you look at this word abundant, it's not talking about lack. It's not talking about. So you know what one of the things, okay, um, um, Europeans and Chinese have got a lot of things in common, but one thing that we, I have in common with all my Chinese brethren is this, is when you come and sit at the table, there's always more food than anybody can consume. I mean, I've never been to, I've never been invited to a Chinese house for food and there was just enough. It is amazing. It is like that. And then when you've eaten, they go, surely you can eat more. <laughs> and, then they, and then they do this because you want to take it home. <laughs> and and they, when I mean take it home, right, I, I, I mean they're prepared for it. See, when you come to God, it's not just enough. It says, if you are willing heart, a willing heart is this, I am willing to be made whole. I am willing to have a pure mind. I am willing to be a blessing. Now, I understand this, and you're going to hear this over and over again. That when the Bible talks about wealth, the purpose of wealth is to build the kingdom of God. The purpose of money is spreading the gospel. So when God says, I want to make you wealthy, you know what he's also telling you? It is the wealth that's coming to you will extend our kingdom. It will bless somebody else. See, you cannot bless people on crumbs. How many, you know what, when you take one crumb, how many people can you feed? How many people can you bless with one cent? Okay, go to a shop today and ask them, what can I buy for one cent? Do you realize they won't even give you the scraps at Coles? And, and so when we're talking about wealth, it is God blessing me to be a blessing. See, when God, whatever God does to you, he's teaching others about himself. Now, I want you to watch this scripture in how, how we fight God. In Malachi, verses 1, 2, and 3, it says this. Chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. I have loved you, says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Just, this two, just, just pause for a moment. There's two characters, Esau and Jacob. Jacob had so many character flaws. He had more character flaws than some of you have had coffees. When you read his character flaws, I, I, I mean, I, I, I never, when I first started reading about Jacob, I didn't like the guy. I'm just saying, what in the, why would God bless him? Esau was a kind of a man's man. He was a hunter. And, and he starts this, I have loved you, but you say, listen to me carefully here. I have loved you, but you say, how have you loved me because I'm not feeling loved? See, we, see, hear the conversation here. 
It is God talking to his church. It is God talking to families. It is God talking to members. And he's saying this. He goes, I love you, but you say, how have you loved me? I haven't got. Look at our lives and tell me if I'm blessed. Look at our lives. My life does not mirror blessing. So he, he got this conversation, and, and, and it's a very honest situation. You know, if, 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 I, if, you know, if, you got, if somebody comes up to me and goes, he goes, you know, I, guess, I have blessed you. I have blessed you. And you go, come on, how have you blessed me? My car's broken down. This needs repair. This needs repair. My body needs repair. My family needs. How can you tell me that I'm blessed? I have loved you says the Lord, but you say, how have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother? In other words, put it this way. Both of them were in the same family. Both of them had the privilege of resources of that family. Both of them shared the inheritance. So what you've got, you've got two brothers, same father, same house. Because yet I have loved Jacob, but I have hated Esau. And I have made his mountains a desolation and given him his inheritance to the jackals of the wilderness. Now, an interesting word, the word hated. Again, because we're kingdom people, outside of the kingdom, it is an anger distaste. When you, when you hate somebody, you want to hurt them. When you hate somebody, you want to punish them. But you see, what we've done is we've taken that verse, that word hate, and we've taken it outside of the kingdom of God, and we've put it into today. But let me show you what the word hate means. The word hate comes from two words in the Hebrew. And the words are thorn and seed. So you've got... These two. So what's this? The picture, so it gives you this. It's a picture of a thorn and a seed. Combine these, to combine, when you combine them, it means thorn seed. The thorn, the seed of a plant with small sharp points, cause one to turn directions to avoid them. So it means to cause one to turn directions to avoid them. Another word means it's a thorn created as a hedge of protection. The word hated comes from two words, thorn, seed, thorn seed. Now, the way this word, the way this word is used, it's a thorn bush. You know when you, okay, do you, do you know when we see the crucifixion, we see Jesus' head of thorns? That's, that's where it comes from. So what you have is this, is that the shepherds, when it came to making a fence, they wouldn't use like we have fence today. They would get this thorn bush, interweave them, and there would be a hedge of protection. So what it was is any animal that comes, they get pricked and they avoid it. So to mean to hate comes from the word is I am going to avoid pain. Now, that's so different to going, oh, God's, something, God's got something against me. 
I know that in my own life. I, I was one time so angry with God. I remember uh, I went outside uh, of my house. Mum was listening. I didn't know mum was listening. But I, 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 I kind of really lost my temper with God. I went, okay, God, you want to punish me? Go ahead. Come on. You know what? Don't do it. Don't give me little punishments. Give me one good blow, get it over and done with. And my mum, my mum's going, Ted, lightning's going to kill you. And I said, well, let him do it. Because I, I thought God was this kind of a guy going, oh, Ted's smiling. I had a wrong picture of God until there was a revelation and which caused transformation. So the word there is, is Esau protected himself from the blessing of God. What was the blessing? Esau gets a double portion. Esau despised the blessing of God. Jacob had character flaws, but his, his number one goal was to be blessed. He valued the blessing of God. Think about this. When you see, from now on, you'll never be able to see this verse in the same manner. So what was Esau doing? When you don't value the word, you protecting you are protecting yourself from the word. Just let that think. Because this year is a year of increase. This year God's going to do amazing things. But for him to do, to do what he has promised is going to take some change in our heart. So what was he so... Esau had flaws, but he says, I want God. I want God's best. I am willing. He didn't know how, okay? So he thought everything he did was to get God's blessed. He cheated to get the blessing of God. He manipulated to get the blessing of God. He conspired with his mom to get the blessing. He did everything wrong. He had God, I love this guy. Okay, how can you love him? And God says, you see all his faults, I see a heart, and I see a heart that wants my best. So watch this. So are you fighting and protecting yourself from God's best? Now watch this. You good? God always starts with the best, and then you go down. Let me show you this. Matthew 13, 8 says this. But others, this is talking about sowing seed. But others fell on good soil and yielded a crop. Some a hundred, some sixty, and some thirty times as much. I want you to know the order. It doesn't start with thirty and work its way up to sixty. It starts with a hundred and then works its way down. Um, now, how many of you have passed maths? Uh, how many don't know this word called maths? <laughs> the, the, okay, think about this, right? What's 30 plus 60? What's 30 plus 60? 
Okay, I just wanted to see who hasn't done maths because the people that done maths, <laughs> God gives him three categories. Do you realize you combine the two categories is still not the same as the number one? What is that saying to us? He says, doesn't matter how many of the negatives, how many of the lower things you add up, you'll never get to the best. It's not addition. So God is saying this way. He's going, come on. I always want to give you the best. I want to give you the best. That is going to mean letting go of every low thought, every low belief. Every negative book on your library has to go. You need to get some of those books that says, um, how to be content. Get, get it out. Burn it. See, religion, religious ch uh, churches have taught us how to be content with zero. And the only, only hope a religious church will give you is when you die, you go to heaven, but you've got to walk through this to get to that. You good? Do you know what happened at the Reformation? Martin Luther gets a revelation of you are saved by faith. Correct? But you know what they never taught? That's all they taught. All they taught is get, get saved, get saved, get saved. That's all they taught. And no one ever got to the point of going, let's move on. Now that I'm saved, now what? What am I saved? See, you are saved from death eternal, but you are saved to ruling and reigning with Jesus. See, there has to be a purpose for salvation. The Reformation taught us the only way to be born again, to go from life to death, is to accept the unmerited, undeserved favor that God gave us on the cross, correct? But then, what do you do with it? So what they've done is what's, what, what has transpired is that I know that I'm saved. I, when I die, I, I got my insurance policy. I am good. Now I have to go through this mess. But when the mess is ended, I get to go to Jesus. What are you saved for? You are saved for the best. Let me give you another powerful thing. In Genesis 1, verses 26 to 28, God says the purpose for man is to increase and multiply and fill the earth. That has never changed. The purposes of God are eternal. So, what are, you gonna, what are we going to do? The choice now is yours. See, I always thought that... Um, What's the best way to put it? The best way I could put it, I always thought that, I had, that the blessing of God was an option. If you notice that when you buy a new car, it's out, they, give you, they, give you the, they give you the sticker 
this is, it's worth, say, $40,000, right? And they go, oh, Mr. Fabianic, it's only 40000 Okay, would you like a steering wheel with that car? Yeah, that, that, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get a steering wheel. Okay, good. Um, yeah, okay. Now, now uh, others have opted for f- future options. Um, people have optioned to have brakes in the car. We found that these brakes are really good from stopping you killing yourself and others. Oh, yeah. How much will that be? Ooh, 5000 uh, Look, look um, how many of those brake things do you have? Four. I can only afford one. Okay, all right, so what we'll do is we'll just give you one brake caliper on one wheel. What wheel would you like it on, front or rear? <laughs> okay, then, Ooh, okay, so what we have is then we've got option one, we've got a steering wheel. Option two, we've got one brake. Would you like a pedal to go with the brake? We find that it's really good because unless you press the paddle, the calipers don't, and you don't stop. Would you like that one? Oh, yeah, how much is that? Oh, look, look. Look, give me 500, we'll call it even, Stephen. Okay, 500. Um, now, we've also found that customers prefer to sit in the car on seats rather than on a box. Because it really helps because if it's a box, you'll be swinging around. Oh, yeah, okay. Now, um, this is a four-seater car. How many seats would you like? Oh, well, how many for four seats? That's three and a half thousand. But if you want a leather trim, that's five thousand. If you, if you want it to be comfortable, that's another thousand. So six thousand. Oh, okay. Oh. How much for one? My, my wife's not very tall. She's good. She can fit in. You good? But see, I know it's funny. But translated how people think about God and how people think what they have. See, God, God doesn't say this, hey, I've got optional things. I want you to notice something. That we resist the blessing, it is not God resisting us. So the question that I have for you is do you want the God's best? That's the question. It's not the question of how do I get God's best. It's not a question, do I do that? Say in First Colossians, I think 1.14 tells us that we have been qualified for the full blessing of God. Think, look, look at this amazing fact, and, and is this, is that we've got four Gospels, but we have the rest of the Bible telling us what salvation means. How powerful is that? Now, Hebrews 12 verse 2. We look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectations unto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith perfection. God says this, watch this. Here's a secret, is if you focus on Jesus, all the best flows to you.
Bible says focusing. And in Hebrews, it says this. It starts off with this amazing scripture. Is there are people that have received the best that are in heaven now cheering you on. The Bible says there's a congregation in heaven that have superseded us. They've already gone there. And you know what? When you start to read Hebrews 11, it's about the people that opted for God's best. They refused the least. He talked about Moses. Moses was born in the wealthiest house in the globe. He was in the richest family in the world. And what did he do? He goes, he opted to go to God in the desert and leave this. What did he do? He didn't leave wealth. He actually got riches. You good? So what happens is this, is that God says, looking away from the natural realm. What's he talking about? The natural realm is what's given your life definition. Who has defined what's God's best for your life? Who has defined God's goodness? Who has defined God's mercy? I am encouraging you today to let God reveal himself to you apart from all the naysayers. Apart from the negativity, apart from the chatter, apart from all of the stuff that brings God down. And he says this, Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. What's that talking about? It means this, it is receiving everything. God says, I've made you perfect. I want you to live in it. And what we've got to do today is answer the call. Answer the call. God, I am willing. How long does it take you to be willing? Oh, pastor. Pastor, 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 pastor. Pastor, 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 pastor. Oh, I'm, I'll have to pray and I'll have to fast. And I'll have to respond to every altar call for at least one whole year. Oh, yeah. I'll have to memorize Psalm 119 backwards. How long does it take you to be willing? How long did it take you to get saved? How many of you, to, before you received Jesus as your saviour, went through a whole year of seminary, passed the test, and you said, now I'm ready and willing to be saved? Do you realise, this is how quick you can act. Watch this. Father, I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and as my Saviour. The moment you opened your mouth, you went from darkness to light like. Are you willing? Do you want to enjoy life? Do you want to go, don't you, do you want no more crumbs? I'm sick of crumbs. 
Oh God, just a little bit of blessing. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm too, I'm really humble. No, 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 you're, I almost said the S word. Can I just say this? It, it is not humble not to receive the best. Can you think about it? Jesus died on the cross and he gave you everything. You go, no, Jesus, all I want is salvation. I don't want any healing. I don't want any peace. I don't want any protection. I, I, I don't want it. I, 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 all I want to do is go to heaven. Do you realize that God's, that, that doesn't glorify God? Do you, do you know how rude it is to go into somebody else's house that has spent a whole day cooking and you sit there and you go, oh, excuse me, I just want plain pasta. Oh, look, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm really humble. I'm really humble. I just want pure steamed rice. But don't cook it all the way through because if it's, you know, I, I need to chew it. It's not, you know, I need to suffer a little bit. Can you imagine? Come, come on. How rude. How rude is it to go to the master's table when he has prayed everything for us and he goes, excuse me, Jesus, I'll just wait for the crumbs to fall off the floor. I'm content and I'm happy. Come on, you don't even allow your kids to act like that. Eat your food. <laughs> you are not leaving the table until I don't see any food on the plate. And if you don't, you will die and go to Jesus now. Huh? You're resisting. I'm going to open up your mouth. And go, uh, 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 chicken with all the bones. Uh, 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 uh. Now, chew. <laughs> we... What do you think? What do you, kids resist, correct? Think about this. Esau resisted God. He became prickly to blessing. So today we're going to pray. Are you willing? I am. I'm willing. Excuse me, I'm just having a party all on my own. I'm, <laughs> Because this is revolution. Hey, come on. Isn't it good to know that we're not trying to, we're not trying to uh, uh, open God's hand to receive. We're not trying to pry his hands open. God's coming to us with open arms. And, and he's going, all I have is yours. And that's why he says that we, Christ is in us. We are in Christ and we are also, God said to Jesus, our Papa said to Jesus, I give you everything. And then Jesus looks at us and he goes, now you and I are co-heirs of what the Father has just given me. He's given me everything. Wow. Wow. Sorry, I'm just, that's the only way I know how to dance, okay? But would you, would you allow... 2022, that every limitation of blessing that's been on your life to stop and start to move in the blessing of God. Do you want to get up every morning facing life with determination instead of going, oh no, another day? Do you want to take the limits of God? Because now it's in your court. You know what? We, we need to respond. Are you willing? 
In a moment, I'm going to ask those that are willing to tell God, here I am. Bless me. Here I am, bless me. Father, I'm tired. I'm tired of eating crumbs. I'm tired of leftovers. I'm I'm, I'm tired of barely getting by. Father, I'm embarrassed to tell people I'm a Christian because the sinners seem to have a better life than mine and I feel embarrassed. You good? God, I don't want my life to be an embarrassment. I I want to be a billboard for God. I want people to look at me and they go, wow, this is what God can do. Ted, I know your ability and you are living far exceeding your ability. How do you do it? I let God bless me. Excuse me, what? You let God bless you? And I've been working to get his blessing and I'm tired? Yes, stop your working and receive the blessing. I've got to stop. I'm, I'm, I'm ready in part two. But right now, Hey, hey, Lewis, can can the team just come up? Because I don't want to to finish today. There needs to be a time in our lives. It happened to me. It happened to me yesterday morning as as I was preparing. When I started to look at that, I, I, I just... I started to search, search my heart, and God said, Ted, there's no need to search your heart. just need to be willing. I'll find everything that's stopping, and I'll remove it. And so right now, I want the very best for Faith Life Church. I want the best. I want the best people. I want the most talented people. But it starts with a choice. Today's the day. There's no need to wait. Listen, you don't have to wait till tomorrow to make this decision. You can do it right now. Right now, the Father is here and He's saying, Who wants my best? He says, Esau, I came to Esau. And it hurt me. What hurt God with Esau? He goes, I came to you. I, I offered him the best. But his refusal hurt me. He was so prickly that I couldn't give him the blessing. So what happened? Deceiving Jacob says, I'll take it. I don't deserve it. I've done nothing to earn it. I'm not even in the line for it. But I'll take it. And God says, I love this guy. Why? Because it's somebody that honors my blessing. Listen to me very carefully. When you honor blessings, you're honoring God because all the blessings come from Him. So the way I honor God is honoring the blessing. And the way I honor the blessing is let it go through my life. So just right now, this is the question. I'm going to stop resisting. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to honor God and say, God, I am willing and I am willing and obedient. I will let go of everything that is not up to your standard. If 
that's you. I want just everybody just close your eyes. No one looking around. If you want to make a declaration to your Father God this morning and go, God, I am willing for you to bless me and I will obey and let go of everything that is below your standard. If that's you, if you want to go, God, I'm ready for a blessing. I don't want any more crumbs. Why don't you stand? Wherever you are, just, just this is between you and God. This is between you and God. I, I want the best. I want the best. See, it's a decision you make. It's a decision to go, God, I'm, I'm willing. I'm willing to let go of the small so I can have the big. I am willing to go of the, of the plain to receive something precious. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Father, we make a declaration. We make a declaration to you. Father, we are willing and obedient right now in Jesus' name. Father, whatever thinking we need to let go, we will be obedient and let go. Father, from today onward, no more crumbs in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now, last one. Go and give God a hand. Come on. Now, I want everybody to stand. Stand up. Let's stand. And what we're going to do, I want you to pray with me right now. We're going to let God make, give the best to Faith Life Church. Come on. God wants to do something here in our church. So Father, lift up your hands with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, Father, this is our church. Father, Faith Life Church is our church. Father, this is where you've planted us. This is where we thrive. And so Father, right now, as a church, we are willing and obedient for your best. So Father, right now, we step into the best of God in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen and amen. God bless you.